Hello, welcome to Feed, Play, Love, the bite-sized podcast for parents. I'm Siobhan Hunt. This is a show all about parenting. I speak to experts and carers about everything from fussy eating, toddler behavior, sleep, and more. I have always been fascinated with dreams, probably because I often have such vivid ones. I find it hard to believe that they don't mean something, even if it's just our unconscious brain processing the day that we've just had. But they can be so strange and and sometimes wonderful. Children can dream a lot. They can wake with nightmares or tales of delightful adventures. Rose Insera is a member of the International Association of the Study of Dreams and is the author of Inside Your Dreams, an advanced guide to your night visions. Hi, Rose. How are you? Good morning. I'm well, thanks. How are you? Good, thank you. What led you to study dreams? Look, it was, um, it's always been fascinating to me to understand dreams. Uh, as you say, they are the most weird experiences And when I was growing up and I was younger, I come from an Italian background and it was quite acceptable for the grandmas, the nonnas, the aunties to say, I had this amazing dream last night. It must mean there's disaster looming or something's going to happen. And as a child, I was intrigued by, oh, so it's kind of real then. And I always began this journey of understanding these, not just from a superstitious angle, but just what what is it that our psyche is trying to tell us? So that's where my curiosity began. And then I was asked to write a book on a dictionary of dreams a number of years ago, and I jumped at it. I jumped at it and I thought, yep, this, this is going to inform me uh, and give me greater exposure to people all around the world and, and how they see their dreaming. So that's basically my initiation into into dreaming. Do we know what's happening when we dream in terms of what's going on in our brain? Well, interesting question. So as you rightly said, it is our subconscious mind that is playing a, a huge role. And some of it, I would have to say, in my experience, more than 50% of it is what's going on during the day, perhaps previous to, I don't know, a couple of weeks earlier. That's playing on your mind and it is digested in your subconscious mind, processed and in your dreams, you have these amazing images and uh, feelings and emotions that emphasise whatever that is that has been going on in your life. Yeah, I mean, it can it can feel very strange, but um, and hard to understand, which is why it's good to have a book like yours. Um, but before we get to kids, because I do want to talk to you about kids and dreaming. I also want to talk to you about dreaming during pregnancy because I had the most vivid, visceral dreams when I was pregnant, more so than any other time in my life. And I had heard anecdotally of other women having a similar experience. Um, I'm wondering if you've got any insight into why we might have had such potent dreams during pregnancy? Yes, I do. Short answer, very short answer is hormones. So huge hormonal changes are responsible for creating incredibly vivid and many times disturbing dreams during pregnancy. So it's that imbalance of hormones that for whatever reason, you know, there's scientific evidence to show that um, it highlights part of our brain that, uh, well, what can I say? It does highlight a certain part of the brain that enables 
very, very vivid dreams to happen. And it's usually based on anxiety. As you know, when you're pregnant, one of the big things is oh, my daughter's pregnant at the moment, so I can speak from experience here. And, and you do have those, oh, I've got to go to the uh, appointment, to the midwife, I hope everything's okay. And all those things play on your mind. And so many times uh, pregnant women have said to me, oh, I dreamed I gave birth to an alien or I gave <laughs> birth to a, a, a cute furry animal or something even more horrendous. And it is based on, as I said, a mixture of hormones and a mixture of concern about the, uh, the pregnancy, even though you may not be aware of it, it's definitely there. And so it does come out in your very deep sleep, we call REM sleep, which is called, you know, the rapid eye movement sleep. And you do get that deeper sleep in pregnancy because you're so exhausted. You tend to then dream more and remember those dreams more. And um, you do write in your book that that REM sleep or when we, when we dream tends to be around two hours every night. Is that right? So the cycles um, so every 90 minutes, we have a, a new cycle that you go into your REM sleep. That's when you're really, really totally dead to the world, so to speak, that very little wakes you up. And you have this at the beginning of your sleep cycle when you go to bed, it's about five minutes and then you go into a lighter phase. And by the, by the morning and the end of the night, you've actually gone to about a 50-minute REM cycle. And that's when you remember that's why we remember the last dream we've had because it's been the longest cycle in that very, very deep sleep. Sometimes it feels like you've dreamt for the whole night. <laughs> well, yes, you're absolutely right. We can have up to 20 or more dreams per night um, and they can be very short and they can be like a little series of dreams that they add on during the night. So you're absolutely right. It can feel like that because it is like that. <laughs> I'm getting carried away with questions for adults when I really need to ask you about questions for kids. Okay. Um, what are some of the more common dreams that children have? Right. So it, it all really depends on how old they are. So when they're toddlers, then they're, they're not really aware of themselves as much. So when they're about four years old, they start to become more self-aware and concerned that, gee, the world around me is a little bit dangerous. So they start to, to have more vivid dreams, perhaps nightmares sort of kick in around um, six years old is probably the highlight, the, the time that we have the most scary dreams for kids. And kids mostly have the, the dreams of monsters. So monsters are scary things that they deal with during the day. And monsters could be, you know, mum getting really angry at them. And in their dream, mum turns into this terrible monster and they are terrified of mum. So that, that's one of the scary dreams. But also being lost is another big dream that kids have. Um, they're lost somewhere, flying, which is a wonderful dream that, you know, their whole imagination is totally excited by what they can do. Falling uh, is also another one that's not so pleasant because they feel like they're not supported in real life. So they tend to have similar dreams to adults. They're just not as complex as what our own dreams are. So a lot of the dreams that we all remember, it's not because we have terrible dreams, it's just that we tend to remember the dreams that have more of an emotional impact on us. And so that's why when we write as a dream researcher, we're always focusing on the negative dreams because guess what? We tend to remember those a heck of a lot more than the pleasant dreams. Nightmares is definitely one that um, a lot of parents need to deal with at some point or the other. Yeah. And I know... 
my way of dealing with it is often to let them to come into bed with me or just to give them cuddles or whatever and stay with them until they fall asleep. But how would you recommend that we deal with nightmares? Should we be talking to them about the content of their dreams? Yes, absolutely, yes. That would actually stop recurring dreams if that was handled in that way. And even as adults, when we have recurring dreams, it means that we haven't dealt with a situation in our waking life. So children's fears are more complex in a way because you don't know what can set them off. So as you said earlier, the best thing is let's talk about your dream. They've had a scary dream. You you take them in bed with you to comfort them and then perhaps put them back when they're asleep initially. And in the morning say, oh, you know, you came to bed last night with mummy and daddy, maybe what, what what did you dream about? And actually have a discussion about what frightened them and what was in the dream so that the child feels that he or she has been listened to and it's important to them. So that's the first step, is to, but not so much um, go into analysis uh, and scare them even more. It's just to acknowledge that they've had this dream and they're a little bit scared. And you go, that's okay, darling, I understand. Why you? But maybe the monster or whatever happened in your dream. Maybe the monster was really looking for a friend, and it was coming to you to look for a friend. How would that feel? And then you turn. Somehow you have to rescript that fear into. There's another answer to this. Maybe it's not so scary. So the next time they go into that dream, you almost set up that unconscious, what we call auto suggestion that next time they have that dream, oh, maybe the monster's not so scary, he's looking for a friend. And mm-hmm. so the more you do it, the more you and the child become much more at ease. It's almost like storytelling. It becomes more of a fairy tale and you get to know what the child's fears then look like. If you're an adult that suffers from nightmares, should you take the same approach to your own dreams? Good question. <laughs> There is just a little bit more sophisticated perhaps. But similarly, uh, what what I tend to tell my clients is, look, have a look why you're having this fear. What is this anxiety? What's been going on for you in the past two weeks? Because that's usually when the brain, it takes that um, it takes that time for our brain to process what's happening. So it could be you're starting a new job. It could be you haven't been feeling well. It could be these times of COVID that we are feeling a lot more threatened than normal, which is very, very typical what's going on today. And it's manifesting in these extreme, vivid images that are frightening you. So it, it really is about analysing yourself a little bit more. So write it down, writing down your dream, to me, is essential in trying to work it out. Sounds a little bit confronting. <laughs> it, it can be. It actually can be. But how good is it when you feel like, yes, I'm getting somewhere, other than the more you bury these things deeply, they will come back to bite you and they become these recurring dreams that each time something is triggering that fear in you, it comes back bigger and worse and scarier. Well, Rose, that has been so insightful. Thank you for chatting with us today. Oh, absolute pleasure, Siobhan. Thank you so much for having me. That's Rose Insera. She is the author of Inside Your Dreams, and there'll be links to her book in the notes of this episode. Feed, Play, Love is a babyology podcast produced and presented by me, Siobhan Hunt. I'd love to hear from you, so if you'd like to get in touch, 
email me at feedplaylove at theparentbrand.com.au. See you next time.